Welcome, everybody, to the 10th episode of the Anything Can Happen Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Jenkins, and this is an exciting day, a wonderful time to be doing the 10th episode because today is noon on one of the greatest days in the NBA, Martin Luther King Day. Um, We have a ton of NBA games to talk about today, and there's a crazy narrative going around the NBA because I wanted to jump back on and get right into it because... This is our first full 82-game season in a while. And usually guys are – well, the season is long. Guys are trying to find a reason to um, power through and continue to play because it's a long season, and especially coming off of two shortened ones. So, to, you know, find the motivators to continue each, each and every uh, night because, you know, is a constant struggle, especially for like younger guys uh, getting into it, going from a shorter season, stepping up into a, a full one like this. With that being said, normally um, a few years ago, what we're used to is uh, a few hangover moments in the NBA. But this season's been really weird with the, the ball change, rule changes in the beginning, guys struggling early on we kind of would see that in the past after Christmas. So it would be like an NBA letdown after Christmas. It would be a buildup. Martin Luther King Day, like today, would be the setback off, you know, the springboard into All-Star Weekend. And then from there you have your March kind of cool down and your playoff ramp up. But it's completely different this year with COVID, man. Um. The NBA has done a wonderful job uh, for how bad they've gotten hit. And I think that now that we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of what the NBA is doing for combating everything, um, a lot of changes have happened in the past uh, few weeks. The CDC um, got with the NBA and allowed them to change their contact protocol, um, tracing in terms of days. Uh, Protocols for players went from seven to 10 days minimum, with seven being the minimum, to a minimum of uh, five. So that happened around that same exact time when we started to see a few players come out of protocols when they were already a part of that seven to 10 day um, time frame. And it was weird. It was guys were missing Christmas games and everything like that. So that period from about almost the start of the season, let's call it November to end of December, that was kind of the hangover period. And, and it happened a little earlier on than what we were expecting, which is fine because now um, – Martin Luther King Day to to this date, about 70% of the NBA have received their booster shot, which is wonderful. And then um, almost over half the league has already entered protocols. Uh, To what that's being said, whether or not they've had um, symptoms or of worse in case than others, once you're when you enter protocols, the chances of it happening again 
are slim given a case-by-case basis, but the overlap there with that 70% boosted and that many already entering protocols, um, we're definitely starting to see um, players go in less and more players come out because currently there aren't too many players and coaches um, in the protocols right now. And like I said, it's the um, five-day return date if uh, your CT levels are at 35 now. It used to be at 30, which is um, just a way they can uh, trace whether or not uh, people who are asymptomatic are still um, able to spread the virus. So like I said, the NBA has done a wonderful job combating this thing. And now um, we're in mid-January. Not too many stars are and teams are riddled with COVID. So we're going to start to see um, the NBA kind of get springboarded into all-star break in a in a even heightened sense now that uh, we don't have to worry about that Christmas hangover. Kind of COVID did it for us, unfortunately. But it's good to see, like we said, light on the end of the other side. So with that being said, I wanted to jump into uh, all these games we got today. Um, 12-game slate. The 12-30 game is New Orleans Pelicans in Boston. Um, on the New Orleans side, the only person that is out is Zion. Um, haven't really got another update from him. I think that's coming in a few weeks, probably two, which will be another update as to us waiting another three weeks after that. So, um, yeah, he's probably not coming back until after All-Star break, uh, which is going to open up a big opportunity for Herb Jones, continue doing what he's doing, and um, Jonas Valanciunas to continue to keep eating. But if you own any Pelicans, you want to really take a long look at um, your matchup because after today's games, they only play on the 20th, one more game, from Tuesday to Sunday. So they only have a two-game week this week. That's really bad, especially in weekly leagues. You don't want to really start any Pelicans this week, probably, because so many of um, the rest of the league play four games. <clears throat> yeah, and on the Celtics side, um, they're going to start. He's starting Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Marcus Smart's out. He's in protocols. And um, Grant Williams is going to start in place of Robert Williams because of uh, personal reasons. And then in our second game, uh, the 1 o'clock game, um, NBA kind of broke this up beautifully. It's going to be so much fun watching all these games today. Uh, the 1 o'clock game, Charlotte versus New York. Kelly Oubre out for Charlotte, still in um, COVID protocols. And on the Knicks side, uh, Nerlens Noel uh, is ruled out. Cam Reddish was just recently traded to the Knicks. Um, people have already mentioned how he probably – was a bit of uh, a little bit of a bait for managers to go add because he's going to be out until February, maybe with his ankle problem. It was more of a insurance grab for people to say the Knicks now can go get Zion like they should have had him in the beginning. But um, yeah, he's out and he's in a crowded area with Alec Burke still starting at point guard and that weird, very weird experiment. Um, Evan Fournier and R.J. Barrett all starting in there. Um, their guards and wings. Uh, 
Carolina. Yeah, Charlotte might get this one over the Knicks. Uh, the over-under is 217. Um, Charlotte minus one on the spread. And then we're going to move to the 2 o'clock game. Um, Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Cork Mize, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid starting for the uh, Sixers. Danny Green and Shake Milton, as well as Matisse Thibel are all out. Um, a little bit of news on Ben Simmons ramping up with potential while getting traded out to Sacramento. Maybe for De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Fox, or I'm sorry, Sacramento taking on Tobias's contract as well. Probably should end up just sending Harrison Barnes if they're going to just do um, swaps like that. But um, that probably doesn't happen until right around um, beginning of February, if anything, because that trade talks on that is probably already dead. It'll be interesting to see if Ben even gets moved this season um, the way that is the fran- that franchise has let that situation just fall apart and ruin one full prime year of Joel Embiid putting up like 31 points exactly in five straight games. Um, dude's a beast, and it's kind of crappy. I Hopefully they can get a good return on whoever they move. And they're taking on the Wizards um, in Washington. Only person for uh, Washington, Bradley Beal, is just questionable. We're not too sure if he's going to be playing because he just entered protocols for the second time. So um leaning on the side that he plays because it's a home game, but that's the only um, insight I have there right now. He's projected in their starting lineup, but we'll see. Our 3 o'clock game is Brooklyn Nets taking on uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, rough news out in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant uh, is out now with a hyperextended knee. He is expected to miss four to six weeks uh, with rehab. That puts um, Kyrie Irving, especially during this week, because the Nets are on a road trip for the next three games at least, uh, puts a lot of, um, of the workload on his shoulders. Same with James Harden. They're both going to be, you know, just be able to eat. Tough matchup versus Cleveland, though. Uh, good defensive team. Uh, players out, other players out for the Nets. Joe Harris still. It's funny that these two teams are playing. The Cavs have actually uh, had some uh, insight looking to trade for Joe Harris, which will be a perfect addition for them. They need a lot of shooting um, on the wings. They're really doing weird things, starting Lori Markin in that small forward, but that's kind of, I guess, the right position for him. At the same time, I guess they just want the length. They just can't not give all those guys minutes. Um, but for right now, Lamar Stevens is a um, game-time decision for them. And then uh, Rajon Rondo, he's out for the Cavs as well. Darius Garland has been playing out of his mind for them. Um, look for him to continue to uh, play great. Same with uh, Jared Allen. Uh and Nick Claxton and LaMarcus Aldridge are both game-time decisions. But that really shouldn't change too much on the uh, offensive side of the ball. For Like I said, Garland's going to be attacking and dishing continuously. That's what he's been doing um, all January. has been really fun to watch. 
And then we have two 3.30 games. The uh, first one's the Indiana Pacers taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. Um, I think he shouldn't play. Take another game with the Achilles. It's the second time and second time he's gotten out there and hasn't been able to provide or go out there, you know, and, and play for more than 20 minutes and then without before having to be pulled due to that Achilles. It's just been something that's been bothering him. And um, the narrative has been there since October. The dude's been um, getting a crap load of minutes, and we know for him that's not a great thing. It's catching up to him right now. Um, other players who are out right now is for them, for the Pacers are Miles Turner. And then uh, TJ Warren, he's about a few weeks away. We probably don't see a real TJ Warren until after All-Star break or right before. Um, so he's not a huge stash for me, per se, yet. And then on uh, the Clipper side, uh, Luke Kennard should be back, I say, with this being a home game after clearing protocols. And um, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, obviously still out. We're not sure if either of them to come back before it's too late for the Clippers to make a push for the play-in. They're 21 and 23 right now. Uh, Amir Coffey is uh, playing great in their place when he gets minutes and when the Clippers don't get blown out. So uh, we really are waiting to see uh, what's going to happen with Paul George. I think this week is going to really dictate as to what that news says, and not in terms of whether or not his elbow is healed, but what or how optimistic the report is. Like if the Clippers are winning, let's say they, I'm not sure if they have three or four games this week, probably four because 23, 23 teams have four. I think they have three actually. Um, if they, you know, if they win two out of the three or um, a good amount of their games, before the Paul George update reevaluation happens, then the likelihood of Kawhi and him both coming back once once Kawhi is ready, you know, they're probably both in conversation. They're trying to be in concert whether or not they'll both sit out or whether or not they'll both play to make another push. Um, it wouldn't be surprised to me if the Clippers blow it up after this year or giving it one more shot because it just was unfortunate with injuries those two and this, uh, that project not working out fully for them how they wanted. Uh, and then watch out for Isaiah Hardenstein once he gets um, minutes to see if he can uh, go, go nuts in the second unit and start to split center minutes with the Zubats. So our second 330 game, the Chicago Bulls are taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have just had their um, winning streak snapped by the Mavericks the other night. And unfortunate news for the Bulls at first. Scary news was Zach Levine um, with a knee injury. But uh, we're going to be getting a timetable on him soon. He avoided serious injury, thank goodness. Uh, the Bulls are still riddled with injuries. They are uh, Caruso still out, conditioning. Um, Lonzo Ball's out as well. Um Derek Jones is out with a knee injury as well. And then, you know, we know Patrick Williams too. So they're a little thin. They're starting Kobe White. 
Ayo Desumu at shooting guard. Alfonso McKinney, I think he's – is he signed throughout the rest of the season? I'm not too sure. i got to check that. But he's starting at small four and DeRozan at the four, Vucevic. And then uh, Killian Tilly and Dylan Brooks are out for the Grizzlies. John Morant, uh, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson, and they're starting uh, Stephen Adams instead of uh, Brandon Clark, obviously for the matchup versus Vucevic, and they make sure they get, get they get some rebounds there. Uh, the six o'clock slate, we have uh, the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Atlanta Hawks, and Atlanta <clears throat> has been falling apart. From <laughs> after dismantling the Sixers last uh, year in the playoffs, you would have thought they would at least come out a little better or the Sixers shouldn't have lost that team. But I just sound a little bitter at that. Um, players who are out from Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez still out, uh, Drew Holiday out, and Langston Galloway is out as well. Uh, they're going to be starting George Hill at point guard. <clears throat> and Grayson Allen has apparently come out of nowhere and, and been has been uh, playing a little better after his supposed illness or um, that the Bucks didn't disclose too well. Uh, and then for out for the uh, Hawks, it's Clint Capella still, and they'll be starting uh, Gorgie Jang, not uh, 0017 on Yekka and Kongwu. Uh, he's still raw, so I guess – it's okay to see him not produce in major minutes. That was really weird, that 134-minute game. He didn't do anything. And then John Collins has still been uh, iffy with his role. I think his role ties a lot into the Hawks not winning. Like, if they were 25 and 17, he wouldn't be too upset with it because he's not doing anything with Capella out, probably because they won't start him at center because he's not a center. Uh, he's a hybrid power forward at best, so he definitely wants to get moved. And once the Hawks do that, they'll be able to like you know better predict their future too. So we have the seven o'clock slate. We got Portland taking on Orlando, and um, the Orlando backcourt starting to get a little interesting. Uh, Cole Anthony and um, Franz Wagner. Are uh, have been actually you know holding it down for the team. They've been losing, but they've been you know the top fantasy producers for that team. And now that they've gotten Jalen Suggs back and uh, from this thumb injury, he'll probably take uh, Gary Harris's spot in the starting lineup soon. They'll be starting together, uh, so the usage distribution there is going to be really weird. They have a young core. It's really interesting to, to watch. They got, you know, Cole Anthony, second-year player, and Franz and Jalen Suggs, both two promising rookies. Mo Bamba is a player they probably look to move if they can keep him healthy for long enough to get a good look at him. And then Wendell Carter Jr. turned into exactly what they wanted um, out of him, uh, what the Bulls wanted him to be. It just took a little bit of time for him. And um, on the Portland side, um, CJ McCollum's well expected to play this game. He's back. Uh, it's an away game. I would have expected him back for a home one, just because you know it's uh, the birth of his child, and 
travel reasons, you know, just would have been an easier transition into a home game. But it's good to see him back after that um, collapsed lung incident. And we'll see how it affects Anthony Simons. Um, Simons plays, has been playing really well over the last two weeks, averaging 28 points a game. So he's been um, wonderful in the replace of Dame. And like we know, we know um, the Blazers are good enough to still hover on a 10th spot. But it's really uh, it's baffling to hear the shutdown you know, the shutdown phenomenon around so many things, like for Dame, for instance, and Zion as well. Um, same with Paul George. In Zion's case, is different. It's a foot, and he's a heavier player, and people still see that he's heavy, so it's going to be hard for him to run slash rehab a foot. Um, reports on Paul George that he probably can still move and condition a little bit with the elbow because it's just discomfort. It's a different injury for basketball players overall. And Dame said he was able to start walking the next day after surgery. So them moving that timeline from six to eight weeks to five to six weeks is huge because that instead of putting him at a reevaluation in March, it puts him in the reevaluation prior to all-star break. And a lot of times managers go into, and I wanted to talk about this for a long time. A lot of times um, we confuse like, the fantasy season with the NBA season because whether or not like Roto goes to the end of the year and a head to head stops, you know, or it should stop right before April should never go into April, but um, they still have all of April to play. Now it's an 82 game year. It's the short, it's not a shortened season. Like the shutdown probability is going to make you miss less games. Like if we, or to just put a stamp on Paul George and Dame and say they're not coming back this year, even though they're going to be healthy with two months left in the year, they're not just going to sit out, even if their team isn't playing well. Like, if they never got hurt and their team was, you know, tanking, even with them playing, they would have just played less minutes. They wouldn't have sat them, rested them, you know, the, the entirety of the year. No player wants to just have a wasted year on their career like that especially not a competitor like Dame, in my opinion. So if he's out five weeks and they say, um, come February, uh, you're good to go by all-star break, he probably doesn't get an all-star selection, um, which probably you know, pushes him over the top to want to uh, play and prove that extension is necessary. Uh, so then – Segwaying into the seven thirty game because we'll talk about you know an All Star snub patrol later on tonight's games, but right now we have Toronto taking on Miami Heat. Uh, Bam Adebayo is returning potentially for the Heat, uh, so all your shares of Omer Yurtsevin um, might continue, but it may be in like a um, Willie Hernan Gomez type role backup like in 17 to 20 minutes, given the situation, given the team they play. But we'll see if they, you know, try to start them together. Um, he is a rookie, so it's like they have a little bit of a future for him as a backup. you see what they do over there. But, yeah, it's really good to see Bam come back for people who have been able to hold um, that long. And Martin Luther King Day is exactly right around the six-week mark. 
So good for them. Uh, they're taking on Toronto. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. probably will be back in the lineup. Um, not too much different with uh, Toronto. Fred Van Vliet, uh, outside of field goal percentage, uh, you know, what their best player playing out of his mind. And OG and Nobi starting to find himself offensively as well. So that'll be an interesting game uh, to see with both teams pretty much full strength in the starting lineup now. Uh, Kyle Lowry is out with personal reasons for Miami. They'll be starting Max Struess and uh, Gabe Vincent in the backcourt. Uh, the 8:30 game is Dallas at home taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, it'll be Kristaps Porzingis' second game back from protocols uh, after putting up a pretty good game in 28 minutes. Uh, they don't have any players out. The Mavericks um, on the Thunder side, they'll be starting Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Lou Dort, and Josh Giddy, uh, James Robinson, Earl, as well as Derek Favors. Um, nothing too different with these two teams. Uh, you know, you got your Lucas, uh, DFS. Uh, possibly, will probably have a. Um, Pretty standard game here. You're holding on to Jalen Brunson, even with everybody at full strength. Um, and Maxi Kleber is uh, expected to start, but we'll see how uh, that works out with Porzingis being back, getting uh, his minutes up into the 30s. The other 8:30 game is the Phoenix Suns taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, for the Spurs, they just have Trey Jones out, so. Uh, Derek White has, um, you know, exited protocols and has been back into the lineup. So we're starting to see uh, DeJounte Murray and White kind of reincorporate that backcourt. Taking on, you know, a top team in the West, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Uh, DeAndre Ayton didn't play in the first leg of their back-to-back on Sunday due to an ankle. He left that game early. Um, right now he's questionable to play, but... If you can stream in your JaVale McGee's today, if you see that he's out, that's a big one. Um, McGee will probably have a pretty huge game. Um, in terms of just helping your field goal percentage and rebound, it's getting you off to a good start on Monday. Especially with this big slate like this, uh, you might find a spot for him, especially in the replacement um, job for Aiton. And then in the uh, final game, the 10-30 game, we have the Utah Jazz in L.A. Um, LeBron tweeted out to the fans that promising them, them promising the fans they'll do better because right now they're 21 and 22. Uh, Anthony Davis has been out for about a month now or coming up on that time. So we'll be uh, coming up on the time of his reevaluation. So we'll see where that leaves the Lakers and uh, what their plans are entering the deadline about a month away from that. Um, Carmelo Anthony is a game-time decision. Like I said, uh, AD is out as well as Kendrick Nunn. Whiteside is out uh, for the Jazz. And uh, Rudy Gobert will be his second game back from protocols. Had almost a 20-20 double-double. Um, was a couple, uh, was a basket and a rebound away from that. I'm interested to see if Mike Conley plays in this back-to-back. He only played 23 minutes in the first leg last night, Sunday. 
They probably knew that, played them short because everybody probably wants to play on MLK Day. So he doesn't always need to get rested on back-to-back. So I think Mike Conley will play. They're also starting Donovan Mitchell and um, Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, and uh, Rudy Gobert. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Anything Can Happen Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Keith Jenkins. I want everybody to enjoy the uh, games today. I'm Martin Luther King Day. Um, if you're off, enjoy your day off. If you're working out there, um, praises to you. Stay safe, everybody, and enjoy the day. <laughs>